This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby returns tomorrow. She's just taking the day off today. Both the TSX and Dow Jones are actually up today. I was just checking them. Both triple-digit gains so far, although the trading day is not over yet. Canada's main stock index opened the week yesterday by reaching the lowest point in more than two years. As the energy sector was hurt by the price of oil, dropping to its lowest level since the fall of 2017. And the Dow Jones seems to have been sinking steadily on global trading and interest rate concerns. Joining us for the discussion and maybe to calm our nerves and take your calls, our financial analyst, Kim Parley at TD Wealth. Hey, Kim. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. But I have to admit, I usually have a pretty strong stomach for the ups and downs of the market. (laughs) But lately, it's been feeling a bit bleak. Yeah, it's it's been a tough uh, it's been a tough go on for people who are along the markets. Absolutely, and you know, I, I again, I'm not going to give advice, but I, I think right. it's really important for people to keep in mind that you know, when it comes to your own money, you got to have your own long term plan and kind of understand what you are you know investing for, savings for, because yeah, it's volatility is back, and that's the thing that I think we've become we've been lucky for the past few years with uh, you know rates. Um, you know, I'm thinking decades back going down, there's been quantitative easing, all those things have helped the markets just kind of steadily move upward. And it's been rather comfortable. And now we're back into a world where I think the Dow lost a thousand points over the last two days. You mentioned up this morning, but it's just not as comfortable as it's been. Right. And as Kim mentioned, she cannot give advice. So that's why we have Alan Small, our investment advisor, in from yep. time to time. But what Kim can do is provide us the perspective of what's happening, what's been happening, and what could happen over the next year. So maybe, Kim, if you could recap for us what's contributed to the declines of the last year on the TSX and the Dow. Yeah, so, you know, there's a few things that have been going on, and I'd say there's just been fundamental shifts that have been happening. And, you know, I was speaking with Bruce Cooper, who's the Chief Investment Officer at TD Asset Management, and he attributes a lot of what's going on to, I'd say, three things. I mean, the first thing is rates, and we talked a bit about that, is rates have shifted direction. I mean, we went for a long time, they were coming down, now we're moving up. And, you know, it's going slowly, and it's not going rapidly, in ter- or it's not going quickly in terms of the, the, the size of the rate increases. But that's a big one. It's just mm-hmm. that's changing. And, you know, just logically for people to think about is that, you know, if you look at a bond that's making, you know, nothing and the stock markets that were making something, people would often choose the markets where their money was actually making something. Now that bonds <clears throat> are becoming a little more attractive, suddenly people are going, hey, that's an option again. And money shifts. It shifts out of the markets into somewhere else. And when money shifts out of the markets, that tends to cause volatility and things moving. So that's one thing that's going on. Uh, the second thing is, is a big one is um, trade disputes. And I feel like we just finished one and we get to another. So, you know, in Canada, we experienced NAFTA. Um, but, you know, in the world right now, um, you know, there are big trade disputes. And, um, uh, again, looking at what TD Asset Management was talking about, they actually talk about um, the, the China-U.S. Uh, trade dispute right now is really, you know, uh, it's, it's one of the biggest trade disputes we've had in decades. I mean, you have two economic superpowers 
um, you know, disagreeing. And so one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, for now we've got, let's say, uh, 10% tariffs on some goods that are coming into the States. Should that move up to 25% tariffs, as the U.S. is saying, that has a real impact. I mean, that because, you know, that can affect uh, China's currency. It can also affect what people pay in the States. It can cause people to spend less. So it matters. This is something that's very, very important. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is that, uh, I mean, there's a long, complicated history between what's going on in China and the U.S., but, um, you know, they, they were, you know, China joined the WTO. Um, it was something that uh, they had, I'd say, economic cooperation between the U.S. and China for a long time. It looks as though now it's really shifting to competition, and the issues are larger than trade. It's around cyber issues and technology. So this this could be something we have to settle in for, that this could be a long uh, this is not going to be easily resolved, and it could take a long time to fix, and there could be some economic implications. So that's the second one to keep in mind. And the third one, I just say, is growth. I mean, we are seeing some data um, that, again, things aren't, nothing's recessionary, and that's really important to note, is that I don't think anybody, uh, well, there are a few people. I know that even the Bank of Canada is saying they don't believe there's going to be a recession, and there is a psychology of people, if they think it's going to happen enough, you know, it can happen. But the data is not showing that right now, but it is showing a slowdown. So we've gotten some Chinese data, uh, retail data, industrial data, that's slowing down. Uh, German data, things are slowing down. So just it's, it's growth. Things are just starting to slow down. So when you combine the rates and the trade disputes and the growth, I think that's really contributing to all the volatility we're seeing right now. Well, hopefully you'll hear uh, one, a question that you may have as the Zoomer radio listener uh, that I might ask him here in the next few minutes. But if you're not hearing your question and you want to call in, numbers to call are 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Question about the market and the economy. Uh, you mentioned the Bank of Canada there, Kim. Governor Stephen Polos just said the economy faces fender benders, but no recession in 2019. Yeah, yeah and, and that's a really, uh, you know, and that's a really important thing to keep in mind is that, you know, we do have, I mean, it feels, part of the reason I think that some of this feels not great is simply because, um, you know, we, we're, we've, been, we've been accustomed to such kind of great and I'll say comfortable growth over the past little while. Um, but yeah, he's calling for fender benders uh, right now. But, you know, it's a funny, there was a great report that a TD Economics just came out with and uh, she talks about, uh, this is Beata Currency, they had economists, and she talks about the fact that the only thing to fear is fear itself. You know, if you look at all the data right now, there's nothing showing, um, you know, indications that a recession is coming. But then she actually talks about this, uh, she calls it the Beetlejuice sy- uh, syndrome, and I don't know if you remember Beetlejuice, one of my favorite movies. But if you say it enough, you know, he showed up. And I think that's what she's saying is, you know, if you're not careful, um, you know, this, you know, she asked the question, could 2019 be our Beetlejuice year? Uh, And again, they're not calling for it right now, uh, but just saying that sometimes that can affect the investment sentiment. But the the fact that she even brings up the name Beetlejuice points everybody in that direction to start thinking in that way too, right? (laughs) Yeah, but you know, it's funny. And I I, I love the statistic that she brings up because she actually, uh, she quotes, um, there's something called the Duke University CFO Global Business Outlook Survey. Okay, so these are uh, Duke University uh, surveys, all the chief financial officers to say, you know, how are you feeling um, about things? And 40, uh, 49%, 48.6% of them said the economy is going to be in recession by the end of next year. Okay, that's what they're concerned about. At the same time, they actually said, like from a, from a, when you look at their forecast of what they're saying for the business, they're saying they expect their, um, um, the U.S. economy is going to expand by 2.7% in 2019. So I just, what I think is fascinating about that is when you ask someone to actually say, what numbers are you using to actually calculate you know, your business investments and those types of things, they're using that number. But, but when you ask them qualitatively, they say something else. So that's, that is, I think, 
it's a great example of how people are feeling about the markets right now. Well, and also a good reason to have an expert on the phone to tell us what's really yeah. happening. Because it's one thing <laughs> to explain what your hunch may be. It's another yeah. thing to rely in reality as well. Yeah, exactly. And the data is not showing that right now. And I think that's the really important thing to look at. Okay, we're speaking with Kim Parley at TD Wealth, our financial analyst. How much has the Canadian market been tied to what's happening on Wall Street? Well, it's, you know, we're very tied. I mean, it's, you know, what happens in Canada is that we're part of the global market. So when the markets go down, um, you know, we tend to go right down with it. And sometimes we feel it more because of our exposure to certain markets. So right now, um, we have in the States, all three indices are uh, in um, correction territory, uh, which means they're down 10% from the highs. Um, the S&P now, I think, is down 13% from, from September. So that's what's happening. The TSX is that, and you mentioned this at the beginning, is it's the lowest point in two years. Now, the other thing with the TSX and, uh, you know, the, the, that is different than I'd say some of the other indices in the States is we're very heavy into financials and oils. And so when oil prices are under pressure, and I'm not even talking about the Western Canadian situation, but just world oil prices are under pressure, we feel that. And so we had oil, uh, you know, skipping down below um, $50 um, uh, yesterday for the first time we had seen in a long time, and actually down another 5.5% today, down to $47.44. So, you know, that downward trend on oil prices puts disproportionate pressure on the TSX as compared uh, to, where, to other indices we see in the States. States, you know, we really have the FANG stocks, the, the Facebooks, the Apples, the, 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 you know, the, all that group. We don't have as much of that here, uh, but we feel it on the oil side. And, and you brought it up there, the $1.6 billion for the oil patch mm-hmm. just announced by the Trudeau Liberals. How is that affecting the Canadian market today and into the future? Yeah, not, you're not seeing a huge market impact. And I think it's, it's, it's an interesting, uh, you know, let's, let's talk a bit about the numbers. I mean, the $1.6 billion is a significant uh, amount of money, for, money from the federal government to spend uh, to, to help the, the, uh, the oil patch. And, you know, there's a couple things they talk about. They want to help, um, you know, uh, i say smaller, viable companies stay afloat. That's important. Uh, they talk about training and new technology and finding new markets. Um, but I was speaking with a, a, an analyst uh, just a few moments ago trying to understand just how big this was. And, you know, on a, on a healthy year, on a year when the oil business is booming, they'll spend up to $50 billion a year in capital spending. And that's, you know, on, on new equipment, new projects. And that's the kind of stuff wow. that drives the growth, that drives the people, that drives the hiring. So I'm not, you know, I'm not saying $1.6 billion isn't a significant amount of, no, uh, amount of money. But when you compare it to what is spent to keep things afloat, or not afloat, to keep things growing, yes. it's, it's a very, very different number. And, all, you know, yes, really all of a sudden it feels much smaller. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, and that's just the thing. It's, it's, the, it's the context of where it's going to and what it's going to be spent on. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, this really comes down to the fact that you've got oil that is locked or trapped, I'll say, in, in a certain area, and they need to get it out to markets. And that's, that is just part of the problem is just, you know, until that really gets resolved in a more permanent faction, you're going to see that, that discount apply to Western Canadian oil. But again, at the same time, you know, I can't emphasize enough, we're seeing world oil prices under a lot of pressure, too. So that's putting even more pressure on Western oil. Before we let Kim Parley go here, I have to ask you about the Trump bump in the markets, which went mm. well into 2018. Yeah. Uh, but then there have been far more dips than increases. Yeah. How much of all of this volatility is related to the U.S. president, his presidency, his tweets, for that matter, his global relationships? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's 
it, it's a really good question because I, I think, you know, we all kind of sit there and go, oh, what was the tweet today and kind of what's going to impact the markets? And it does impact in terms of it creates more, I'd say, volatility and what people can expect. I will tell you, though, that a lot of people I've spoken with, you know, we're kind of, we've gotten used to it in, in a sense of kind of the tweets that come out and, and all those types of things that are happening. Where it does kind of matter more is on the trade side. That's kind of where people really pay attention. The politics, I think, um, you know, don't impact the markets as much, or they haven't at least yet. It's really about the uh, the trade side of things. And, you know, it's, it's one thing that I, I think that, you know, when you look at, I'll, I'll go back to the China-U.S. issue, because that really is one of the biggest issues in the market right now. Um, people may not like um, you know, how he has gone about some of the, the conversations he's had and, and count me amongst them in terms of how he actually does it. But, you know, he's bringing the China-U.S. relationship was going to have some of these issues regardless, I think, of who was actually in the White House. Um, they probably came to, you know, they may have come in a little out in a little more extreme manner. Um, but, you know, I think that the larger issue is, is um, you know, what's going to be happening to that longer-term relationships. Markets, like it or not, tend to be a little more agnostic on politics. They really do focus a lot more on you know the longer term outlook and i think at first we saw more volatility i think again we're getting kind of used to what's happening at the white house okay thank you kim parley for your perspective on the markets Appreciate always a pleasure it. thanks so much and kim will return with norm and eva on the afternoon express with the closing markets at four you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.